Thanks for listening to the Faith Assembly podcast. If you're in the Orlando area, we hope you're able to join us for one of our services. Please check out faithassembly.org for more information or follow us on social media at faithORL. We hope this message will be an inspiration to help you find all that God has for your life. Enjoy the message. Now, Faith Assembly, would you make welcome all the way from Australia, our guest evangelist today, Pastor David Hall, as he comes. Come on, across all of our campuses. Well, praise God. Hey, can we... Can we all stand to our feet uh, just for just for one moment? And uh, it is it is just such an honour uh, to be here in this incredible church. It, I, when I, I got invited at the beginning of the year, they, they asked, "Would you come?" And I thought, "Man, this is it's, it's pretty." I was pumped. I was just like, "How'd they find out about little old me?" I live in the I live in the real south. Uh, I live in South Australia. This isn't the South. I live in the real South. I mean, we live 16 hours ahead. So if the rapture happens, uh, we'll have 16 hours before you go. And I'll let you know how it goes. At least we'll be able to settle the pre-trib argument once and for all. But it is so, I was so pumped to be invited here. It's like this church, this is a famous church. You know, this is like, this is like, when people think about Orlando, they think about, they think about Mickey Mouse and they think about Faith Assembly. And, and I'm believing one of these days, Mickey's going to walk in here, come down the aisle, get born again, baptise in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Donald Duck, all of them, they're coming. And, but I'm so privileged to be here. And uh, your, your pastors, Pastor Johnny, you're just the best. So thank you so much for having me here. And... and and I've been so, so honoured also to spend some time today with Pastor Carl. What a, what a hero of the faith, you know. And, and I'm so, so grateful, so grateful to meet you. And, and this, is, this is what I want to say in, in just a minute. The reason I got you to stand was just, I didn't want to be by myself. And the other thing is I, I thought we could be spiritual just one more time. But in, in a minute we'll, we'll pray. But, I, but I, I'm believing God that... By the way, I'm not trying to make this up. I just sense the presence of the Holy Ghost in here. It's, it's just, you can, my, my left leg's going to start moving. You never, you never know what can happen when Pentecostals get together on a Sunday morning and God's in the house. But I'm believing, I'm believing that God uh, is going to touch people today. And you might, you, might, you might have been baptised in the Holy Ghost as far back as Noah's Ark. Noah's Ark. I'm believing that there's a fresh anointing coming on us and, and on the church and that God's going to move. And, and so I, I'm also believing at the end of today that sick bodies are, are going to be healed. You know, they use the old saying, prevention's better than cure. I think church is a great preventative measure for your health and for your mental well-being. You can walk in here and just in one moment in the presence of God, Something that's going on on the inside of you, you don't even know, you might not even know is there. Just gets corrected by the Spirit of God and, and God does something. And you might be here and you're sick in your body or you're, you're needing a good report or you've had a bad report. I'm believing God that by His Spirit, 
We're going to, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is going is to touch people today. But can we just take a minute before we get in the Word and lift our hands towards heaven? If you're watching it, Red, Red Bug, Red Bug Lake, and Michigan Lake, is it, is it Red Bug Lake? Michigan Street, Red Bug Lake, Dingo Creek, and Pascagoula Baptist Church are joining us this morning. No, they're not really, but they should. And... Let's lift our hands to Him. See, when we lift our hands, the Bible says He trains our hands for war and our fingers for battle. Things happen. And I always think this way. When I, when I lift my hands to God, I, I go, I'm reaching into the heavenly realm and I'm taking everything I need. And whatever you need today, whether it's a miracle, whether it's a breakthrough, whether it's provision, I don't know what you're facing, but what I do know, man, is Jesus is alive. He's in the house and He's gonna touch people. Father, we love You. We thank You for Your anointing. Come this morning by Your power, by Your fire, by Your Spirit, in the Name of Jesus. Lord, I thank You that we don't serve a little Holy Ghost, but You're a big Holy Ghost, and and You're going to do big things in this place. In Jesus' Name, and the people of God say together, Amen. Come on, give God a shout one more time. (coughs) Hey, give your neighbour, give your neighbour a COVID-safe kiss. Tell them you're glad to see him. You be seated. Thank you, musicians. You're amazing. You are awesome. You, you can go or you can stay. Whatever. You just do what you feel. And uh, brother on these bongos, that's awesome. I've not seen, we need more bongos in church. Anyway, I, I can get a little, bit, a little bit distracted. A little bit of ADD, I think, runs in my family. And um, again, it's a privilege to be here. If you have a Bible... Uh, turn with me please to the book of Acts in chapter 2 maybe you've got your iPhone use that if you've got a Samsung just leave it in your bag please That's a... <laughs> we just we really just want to help set you up socially so <laughs> Acts chapter 2 and verse 1 and it says and somebody say and 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 when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Does anyone still believe in the power of the Holy Ghost? Do I have any Pentecostal brothers and sisters in the house? Just, just, I'll just put that on hold for one second. Pentecostal is not a denomination. Pentecostal is not a church that wears no makeup or wears too much makeup. Or Pentecostal is not, it, it's not, it's not even necessarily a doctrinal position, though it's a part of it. Pentecost is an experience. And Pentecost is an experience with the Holy Spirit. As we're reading here, it's not just available here, it's available right now. He's available right now. And it says, they're all filled, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. You know, if you read that passage, there are uh, just four verses, but seven times you see this word, and 
I've preached this passage so many times. I've preached on, uh, I used to preach a sermon back in the day. Has your day of Pentecost fully come? I preached another message on the suddenlies of God. I, I preached on tongues of fire. I, I preached upon it filled the whole house. And, and I, I preached all these different messages to try and preach uh, the power of the Holy Spirit. And one day I was just reading this text uh, in, the, in the original King James. By the way, my throat's a little bit croaky. And uh, so it's a bit hoarse. And so I just pray it won't get up and gallop away this morning. But we're just, I'm believing God, if I can just get through this service, then, then we're good. So if the voice gets less, the sermon will get shorter. So you decide what you pray. <laughs> but I preach it every which way. And one day I'm reading it here in the original King James. And I just see the word and just jumping off the page. And, 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 and. And I, it started to dawn on me that nearly every time you read the word, the, 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 there's a mention of the Holy Spirit in the New Testament. Oftentimes, you'll read the Holy Spirit and. The Holy Spirit and power, the Holy Spirit and joy, Holy Spirit and faith. And you'll read the name of the Holy Spirit and you'll see this word and oftentimes connected to the name of the Holy Spirit. And then I read this passage seven times in four verses, and, 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 and. And I felt like God was trying to show me something from His Word. And it was simply this, it's every time the Holy Spirit comes into a room or touches your life or ministers to you, there's always more happening than meets the eye. There's always more going on. For example, Mary, the mother of Jesus, was sitting down minding her own business. An angel of the Lord comes in. Flies in, says, hey, Mary, don't be afraid. I don't know what angels look like, but I, I feel like they must look scary because every time the angel comes in, oh, don't, don't freak out, don't be afraid. He, he, says, <coughs> he says, you're gonna have a child. And she's, he says, and we all know the story, she was engaged to be married, but she wasn't married. And, and she says, uh, and of course the child's Jesus. And, and she says to the angel, she says, how can this be since I don't know a man? And he says, the Holy Ghost will come upon you. There's an old sermon that a preacher by the name of T.F. Tenney used to preach. Mary said, how can this be? And the angel said, the Holy Ghost will come upon you. And then he shrunk it down. He said, Mary said, how? And, and the angel said, the Holy Ghost. And so he said, for every how you have, there's a Holy Ghost. How am I gonna see my family saved? The Holy Ghost. How am I gonna see revival in my church? The Holy Ghost. How, how am I gonna see my sick body healed? The Holy Ghost. But that's not what I'm here to preach, mind you. Judging by your response, I probably should have gone with that. <laughs> but Mary, Mary says, how can this be? And he says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. In other words, the Holy Ghost is gonna touch you but when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, He's gonna release into your life uh, the creative power of heaven and you're gonna to bring to birth something out of this world supernaturally by the power of God. In other words, when the Spirit of God comes upon you, He brings with Him all the resource of heaven to produce in us and through us everything His promise. That's why we need the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why we need the Holy Ghost in church. That's why we need the Holy Ghost in our worship. That's why we need the Holy Ghost in our youth ministries. Because when the Spirit of God comes into a situation, He brings all of heaven's resource with Him. Oh man, I love the Holy Ghost. I'm so glad that when I was 14 years of age, I got baptised in the Holy Ghost. Changed my heart and changed my life. You know, one thing I love about America and 
I, I said this in the nine o'clock service and I realised, Pastor Johnny, I made myself quite hungry when I was talking about this. When we walked into the church, I said, what are we going to do for lunch? I realised I got quite hungry. Amer- you guys, you got, you, American food is another level. You laugh, and I, I, can, I hear a bit of guilt in that laugh because you know. You, 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 I go to restaurants here in America, and I think if I eat that, I'm going to lose about three years off the end of my life. <laughs> and you sit there for a minute. Grace, grace stops being thankfulness. It's more of trying to find the permissive will of God. Should I eat, Father? I don't. And I always feel a yes. I always feel a yes. I mean, Cracker Barrel. I don't even know how to describe that to my Australian friends. What is Cracker Barrel? That sounds like, a, I'm not trying to be a comedian here. I'm just saying, what is it? Is it, is it, is it, a, is it a Christian book? Is it Lifeway? Is it a, it, you can buy Gaither merch. Uh, then you can get chicken fried steak and biscuits and gravy. Can I say biscuits and gravy? That's a thing, man. You guys know how to eat in America. Buffalo wild wings. What kind of bird has that many wings? <laughs> I love buffalo wild wings. They're like, I really do. Like some people think of high level culinary Michelin star restaurants. When I get to America, just take me to buffalo wild wings. I'm, I'll eat those things to the glory of God. I'll... <laughs> we don't have as many in Australia, but we do have McDonald's. And I don't know about you if you ever experienced this, but I can drive through the drive, I'm be driving home, it can be 4.30 or five o'clock. Now, I don't know how they do it, but they can get the smell from that deep fryer where they cook the chips, the fries, you know. And they can get that smell somehow from that deep fryer through your air conditioner. I don't even know, I think it's demonic. I don't know how they do it. They use nanoparticles <laughs> they, they, and they get, the, and then they go up both nostrils simultaneously and you're driving your car and the next minute you just pull in and, and the next minute you're talking to a metal box on the other side, there's like some 15 year old girl and she's like, how you going mate? And you're like, good, thank you. And you start pouring out your heart. <laughs> I mean, the Bible talks about supplication. This is supplication. I'm making my request known to Ronald McDonald and I'm saying, and it doesn't come out like, when you're hungry, it comes out like Christian. Christian language. King James, bestow upon me your biggest Mac. <laughs> and a pound, a quarter thereof. And then you, <coughs> so I start ordering, I'll, I'll take a cheeseburger. I'll get some of those McNuggets. Can I say what's funny? I'll start saying this and I'll get the whole church doing this. You've got 25 more minutes and then you can go and have lunch. McDonald's is going to have a massive line. All so you go there, you order your, your, your cheeseburger and, and your little McNuggets and then you get one of those apple pies. Has anyone ever had a McDonald's apple pie? Which is, which is two pieces of cardboard with baby food on the inside. <laughs> dipped in battery acid, then deep fried. So you get your apple pie. <laughs> And then, then, of course, you get the Diet Coke. Now, why do you get the Diet Coke? Because you cancel out all of the other sins. It's like you do that and you're delivered from all of this. And every Diet Coke, everyone that doesn't drink Diet Coke, <laughs> everyone that drinks Diet Coke is like, darn right. And then you, then, you get, then, then you get to the end of your order. And whether you're in Florida, whether you're in the Republic of Texas, whether you're in Australia, New Zealand, Singapore, India, Africa, Europe, at the end of your order, 
that same teenager, wherever they might be across the world, is going to ask you the same question at the end of your order. You know what it is. Do you want fries with that? (laughs) And friends, I've come to tell you there's but one only answer. Yes. With one of those little sweet and sour sauces. Or two. It's amazing how when you go to a restaurant, they try to upsell you, you know. And I don't want to reduce the power of the Holy Spirit to a McDonald's illustration, but I feel like God is saying to us a little bit, we come to church, we, we have this experience, we want his presence. I feel like God's, he's not asking, would you like fries with that? But with the power of the Holy Spirit, with his touch and his anointing, I feel like there's a few things God wants to let you know are also available to you in his spirit. One of those today, maybe number one, I feel like God's saying to us today, would you like power with that? Would you like power with that? Somebody say power. Power. No, not power, power. (laughs) See, that's how the queen expected our language to be, but you Americans have just made it far more American. I had a girl come up to me at Starbucks this morning and said, you've got an accent. I'm like, no, no, I don't. You do. (laughs) I'm the only one in the room without an accent. All of you, you speak like Americans. I speak like the Queen of England. Glory to God. Long live the Queen. And you know, it's proof that if you declare something long enough, they do live long. She's like 906. Would you like power with that? The Bible says in Acts 1 and 8, you all know the scripture. You shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost comes upon you. Be a witness to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. You'll be a witness to me in in Orlando, in Florida, in America, to the ends of the earth. But in Acts 10, 38, I love, it's another scripture talking about the power of God, talking about Jesus. And it says how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good, healing all those who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Do you know you can experience the touch of the Holy Spirit, but the touch of the Holy Spirit, God can leave power in your life. And when you leave with that power of God in your life, you carry something. And we as believers, we've got to carry something. You and I, we need to carry the power of God. We're living in a wild world where we need more than just the knowledge of spiritual things. We need to carry power that'll shift atmospheres and see things change by the grace. And do you know, I walked into church this morning into the nine o'clock service and you could feel the power of God in the house. Brother John is his leading worship man. He carries something. What, what is it? Is it talent that keeps bringing you back here? No, it's not. Is it oratory that keeps bringing you back here? No, it's not. Is it good facilities and as beautiful as they are? The reason you keep coming back isn't what you see in the natural. It's the unseen power of God. (laughs) You might sit here and go, "I, I, I come to Faith Assembly. I love the vibe. I guarantee you. 35 years ago when Pastor Carl was working on this church and in recent years, Pastor Johnny building this church, I don't think any of them have called the elders together, bored, we need to talk about how do we have more vibe? What you feel, we don't do vibe. We're not in the business of vibe. We're in the business of the power of God and the anointing and the supernatural. Oh man, it's good news that you and I can still experience the power of God. I was preaching in New Zealand, in Auckland. I don't know if you've ever heard of New Zealand. It's a little island just off Australia. It'd make a, it's a great part of the world, great people. 
It's two islands actually, it's a great country. I was preaching in New Zealand at a youth conference. I used to be invited to youth conferences. Now the phone's not ringing as much. I turned 40, I got gray hair and had children. And now I just have to preach with all of my old friends here in big church now. And so I was preaching at this youth conference and, and, and this was in one of those churches that, that, that it's like a real Holy Ghost church, like where everyone falls under the power. And, and, and so you have like 14 altar calls and it's the same people for each thing. All the young men come forward. Now all the young ladies come forward. Now, now then, then, then you have an altar call. If you want to come to ministry, everyone comes forward. You want to get healed, come forward. You know, it's just, it's one of those. And I, I have a great time. I was raised in all of that. I love it. I love a good Holy Ghost church, you know. And so I'd prayed for every person and their dog and their mother-in-law. And, and uh, I mean, I'd given it everything. So I was done. There was no oil left in my bucket. In fact, by then there was a hole in my bucket and I needed to go home. So I'm sort of heading out the door. And as I'm walking out the door, this girl comes up to me and says, would you pray for me? I said, sure. But you know, I was sort of trying to go home and I'm not trying to be unkind. You've got to be pastoral and kind. I just had a little bit of a lapse. And and so I thought I'd pray and sort of sneak off. So Father, bless her, touch her in Jesus' name. Amen. And I went home. As I walked off, she rebuked me, you know, and she should have. She was right to. She says, was that it? I said, I said, come again? She said, was that it? I said, what do you mean, was that it? She goes, my, my dad is sick. He's terminally ill. My mum and him, they've got marriage problems. She's sick. I'm sick. She left, gave me a whole list of things that were wrong with her. I was, I thought, man, I... I don't know how God can heal so many, I couldn't even keep track of them. But, sorry, that was inappropriate. Uh, but, I, but, 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 I, but, I, but I said, so I go to walk off, she goes, I've got depression, anxiety, bang, 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 bang. Lists off all these physical things, my mum's dad, everyone's here. She goes, was that it? I came, and she goes, I came to you in faith, believing for a miracle. And she said, was that it? I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> I said, that was a practice. Uh, so I pulled the old lawnmower cord, you know, just to fire things up a bit. In the name of Jesus. And then this is what happens. I put my hand, I didn't even, I said in the name of G. I never had time to say this. I said in the name of G. She falls out under the power. You know, falling down under the power, I don't know if anyone's ever seen that. I grew up around it. And people used to say to me, oh man, falling down under the power, that's strange. You know what I always thought was more strange? Trying to work out the right time to get back up. <laughs> By the way, you can all fall over, but how do you know if, it's, if you're done yet? <coughs> and then you're sort of down there, you're like, am I the only one? If I get up, am I sort of in the middle of the room and everyone's just looking at me? This is my whole thought about it. I just think stay out there as long as you can. See, see, see I, I, this is my theology about falling over, and it is a theology. Uh, I, I want to spend as much time on the Holy Ghost grill as possible. So, so uh, when I get to heaven, he says, well done, not medium rare. That's basically, that's basically it. Anyway, that was, that was just a side note. She's on the floor. And, and so she's on the floor, so I thought, I think that's it. So I went home. And as I go home, I felt the Spirit of God speak to me and said, David, 
in your church at home. There's people that come every Sunday. They're sick in their body. They need a miracle. They need answers. They come with hope. Some of them lost looking for Jesus. They can't leave your church on a Sunday and go, was that it? You know, churches all over America are going to gather, and I'm not trying to give opinion or commentary, but many people are going to walk into churches that preach a Jesus that was, and they're going to walk out and say, was that it? My prayer today is that you don't walk into this house, whether you're at Red Bug Lake, whether you're at Michigan Street or watching online, my prayer is you won't leave today saying, was that it? But you would leave fully satisfied with the goodness of Jesus, that you know that greater is He that's in you than he that's in the world. See, we don't serve a dead Jesus. He's alive, seated at the right hand of God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. What He did 2,000 years ago in the streets of Jerusalem, He can do right now on the shores of Galilee. He can do right now. He's alive. Oh, man, that's good news. Oh, if you believe it, why don't you clap your hands and give God a shout of praise? <laughs> Woo, man. Would you like power with it? I need the power of the Holy Ghost. Oh man, this is, it'll do you good. Here's another one for you. I'll give you another, another scripture. It says here in, in the book of Acts in chapter four and verse 31. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Would you like boldness with that we don't need timid timid Christianity we need bold Christianity we <laughs> Jesus wasn't timid you know Jesus if, G, if Jesus was alive today he would have violated every COVID restriction there was I mean he spat in dirt put in eye we can't do that he breathed on his disciples and he wasn't wearing a mask. Some people think he went like this. No, that's blowing. He breathed. We're going to do that this morning. The CDC have just said it's okay. That's a joke. I mean, Jesus was on a boat. He was on a cruise ship. You don't do that during COVID. He healed, he delivered, he was bold. Went to church, turned over tables. He brought a whip to church. Who brings a whip to church? Jesus is like, watch me whip, he's whipping people. <laughs> Gee, some people think Jesus is safe. You, you start to spend a lot of time looking at the ministry of Jesus. He was wild, he was bold. He'd go after things. He'd go after demonic spirits. He'd, He'd stir up and agitate the religious people of the day. Oh man, he was bold. Why? Because he was anointed with the Holy Ghost. We had a, we had a girl in our church and I'll, I'll keep the story short because I can see the two of you taking notes are looking fatigued. But this, this, this girl in our church, her name, her name is India. And uh, she decided one, one day in December, this is about five or six years ago, she decided she was going to just not turn up at school. Her parents, well, her mum and her grandmother thought she was at school, but she decided to not go to school and just hang out in the city with her little boyfriend. And in the city of Adelaide, it's where all the cool shops are. And so <coughs> she's with her boyfriend and she steps out in traffic and doesn't realise there's a car coming. 
And so the boyfriend sees it, tries to pull her by the school bag or the backpack, pulls her by the backpack, her little feet get caught. And, uh, and so this car runs her over, literally front wheel and back wheel. And she rolls like 30 feet and broken pelvis in four places. Incredibly damaged, head injuries, the whole thing. Now, this, this is a story of victory, by the way. But let me, let me just say, within the miracle, there were, there were small miracles. The first miracle was she was run over uh, in front of a hospital. Now, we don't recommend getting run over in front of a hospital, but if you are gonna get run over, that's a good place to do it. Um, but that's a little cheeky, so I'll behave myself. In Australia, they'd laugh a little more. Americans, they, you, 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 don't, you, you, you think we're all too naughty. Uh, <laughs> I feel judgment sometimes, but it's okay. It's okay. That's between you and God. Uh, the other thing, so she's run over in front of a hospital, but at the same time, there was, this was not like a real hospital. It's like where you go for, a, you know, the, the little bit of, I don't know what you call it, facelift. <laughs> but still, hospital. They still have a few things they can do. So, and a few, like it's a daytime hospital for other stuff as well but not, not, for, not for trauma or anything like that, but it was still outside of the hospital. And there just so happened to be about six nurses outside and they're all outside smoking, which again, we don't advocate smoking. Smoking kills. In this case though, it saves lives. So, and you've got to present both sides of the argument. You've got to be fair. And so, so she, they're smoking. She gets hit and lands at their feet. They put her in the recovery position and put her in an ambulance that just happened to be right there. And she was at the trauma at the Women's and Children's Hospital because the girl's 14. So, so it was a miracle. If that hadn't happened, she, would have, she never would have made it. I get a phone call from her grandmother saying, Pastor David, India's gonna die. She's deteriorating. They said, if she, if she doesn't die, she'll never walk, talk, see or hear again. Would you go to the hospital and pray? I said, absolutely. So I went to the hospital and I prayed, but, but I didn't go alone. I felt the, the prayers of thousands of people across our city, and, and the faith of a nana. Let me tell you, there's nothing more dangerous on planet Earth than a praying grandmother. Just so you know, a praying mother's lethal. A praying mother is lethal. A praying grandmother is a weapon of mass destruction. <coughs> Let me tell you, most of you people here got saved because your grandmother prayed for you. You think you, could, you think you can run and you can hide, but guess what? You got grandma, nana, ma mama, uh, whatever you say in America. In Australia, it's nan. Nana. N nana, could, nana. Nana could pray you into the kingdom and into the ministry in about two minutes <laughs> while making a cup of tea. So I go in there to pray, and, and I, I, I'm, in the, I'm in the room in the, in the ICU, and there's a doctor there, there's a nurse at, at, a, at, a, at, a, at the foot of her bed. And so I go in to pray. And I was trying to be sensitive to the environment I was in, you know, there's a lot of sick people. And I was, I, I, just softly, Father, would you touch her? Lord, let her live and not die. Lord, let her live and not die. Father, I rebuke that spirit of death in the name of Jesus. You gotta, you gotta pray like you believe, you know. And uh, the problem is, I'm a Holy Ghost filled Pentecostal. And so quiet prayers, they, they don't last long. Some of you can do your best. I've been to like inter-church prayer meetings where it's me, the Baptist, the Methodist, the Salvation Army, and I try to behave myself. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, Jesus. And then suddenly you feel that same fire that fell on the day of Pentecost. You go, oh, glory to God. Sorry, Baptist, sorry. 
I tell the Lutherans, put your hip flasks away, we won't be much longer. (laughs) So I started praying, but then I felt the Holy Ghost and trying to hide the Holy Spirit. It's like trying to hide a kangaroo. (laughs) You can have your mates over for a cup of tea and you can hide the kangaroo behind the curtains, but it will pop out at an inopportune time. And so I'm trying to, like, Father, bless them in the name of Jesus. And then I felt that fire of God and it just came out of my mouth. I said, India, you will live and not die in the name of Jesus. (laughs) And then I felt like I could just feel eyes. So I'm like, I refuse to bury you. Spirit of death, come off her in the name of Jesus. So I'm praying like a pastor should pray, you know, like your pastors would pray for you if you're in a a challenge. And so I'm praying like that. And then it just dawned on me. I remembered, I am bilingual. I speak English and I speak in tongues. And and, and, and English, (coughs) English is my second language. It took me a while to learn that. It took me about 16 months before I could bust out at mama, dada, food. But I can tell you in one split moment in a Holy Ghost meeting, my other language just flowed out because it's my, it's, my, it's my heavenly language and that's where I'm from because I'm in this world but not of this world, but I got a heavenly language and it was given to me 2,000 years ago on the day of Pentecost. It's my supernatural, supercharged prayer and praise language. I believe every person can pray in the Spirit. So I start, it just came out of my mouth. I don't know if anyone knows what I'm talking about. Does anyone here pray in the Spirit? You know, (laughs) for me, English English is good. But when I get praying in tongues, man, I feel like I've got end-to-end encryption. I speak mysteries under God. It can't get hacked. The devil can't interfere. I'm praying a prayer that comes out of my spirit, touches heaven. Oh, when I pray in tongues, the Bible tells us we charge ourselves up. Oh man, when my iPhone gets to about 19%, I'm doing everything to try and find a PowerPoint. How many Christians run on 19%? We got to plug into the power of heaven. How do we do that? We pray in the spirit. So I start praying in tongues. The doctors are looking at me. The nurse is looking at me. I'm looking at them thinking, please don't lock me up. See, they're great doctors, great nurses, and I thank God for their gifts and abilities. But just remember, we also are health practitioners. <laughs> we work for the great physician. And, uh, and can I tell you, the great physician's in the room right now. He'll... <coughs> one, month, one month later, she walked out of that hospital healed and whole by the grace of God. Do you want boldness with that? <laughs> Number three, and I'll finish. Number three, Acts chapter, uh, sorry, Matthew chapter three, verse 11. John the Baptist is writing or speaking, I should say. Maybe a brother keyboard could come. If he could, if he could play anything by the Beatles, that would just help, I think, today. And John the Baptist said in Matthew 3.11, he says, I baptise you in water. There's one coming, mightier than I, who'll baptise you in the Holy Ghost and fire. Basically what he's saying is, I'm John, I'm a Baptist. My cousin Jesus, he's he Pentecostal. He's gonna baptise you with the Holy Ghost 
and fire. My question to you today is, would you like fire with that? See, the exit signs, we know that if there's a fire, you go out those doors. Fire's a funny thing. If there was a fire in here, we'd look for an exit sign, we'd get out. The funny thing about fire is if there was fire, you'd also have helicopters flying over this place of local newsmen and newswomen, and, and they'll film the building. People would take selfies outside of the building. Traffic would stop. Everybody would want to see. Fire draws people, but it also compels people. The Bible tells us Samson got 300 foxes and tied their tails together. I don't even know how he did that. But he tied them together and, and he lit their tails. One translation says they ran through the city with a sense of urgency. If my tail was on fire, I think I'd get to running too. But when a church catches fire, we go. But also when a church catches, catches fire, people come. It either compels people to come or it compels us to go. I believe some of us, we've been baptized in the Spirit, but that fire, God wants to pour out. I hope you enjoyed listening to the Faith Assembly podcast. Thank you for joining us in pursuit of growing closer to Christ. Stay tuned for more messages released every week. God bless.